Monday Night Fever with Hamish and Jack. Monday Night Fever. Just turn up your mind, relax and look down the street. It's Monday Night Fever. We'll eat it you, baby. Hello and welcome to another episode of Monday Night Fever. I'm not sure how many we're up to now, but it's been a lot. I don't don't know if we're in double digits yet, but uh, again, we're joined by Jack and Tom, and they're on the other side of the country. That's why Monday Night Fever is so late this week. Uh, we apologise, guys, because uh, you know we're we're experiencing different time zones, literally. And uh, how are you, boys? Very well, thank you, man. Yeah, we're uh, we just touched down in Perth. Um, nice, good man. It's uh it's it's a lot different to Sydney. Beautiful. Hello, yeah. hello, by the way. Oh yeah, Tom's here as well. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful place. Tom and I are under the same roof for the first time in a very long time, so this could get messy. It's a very um it's a very loud house. Volatile. Mm-hmm. Volatile situation at any yeah. point. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, start off. Happy Passover to you all out there celebrating and Easter as well. And Ramadan. And Ramadan. It's been a big week on the old religion front. But uh, Hamish, how are you feeling after quarantine, man? Yeah, good, man. I, uh, I've come out of quarantine uh, realising realizing I, I haven't got a... Hello, can you oh, hear me, guys? Wow. We're experiencing some technical difficulties. I feel yeah, you know what yes. it was? I, I, I should zoom. That's what that's what yeah. it was, Hamish. Oh, okay. So you I have to put up with. Yeah. I am I am I that... am a video producer for you right <laughs> <laughs> I have to get I have to pay for this stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, sorry, man. You're saying, yeah. I was, oh, dang! I, I came out of quarantine, and then I've been basically treating myself while I've been out of quarantine. Like I went out a little bit, but other than that, I've been staying at home because I'm not going to work at the moment. And you know, my as you can see, my room's quite comfortable, and I like being in my room. So, um, but then I went to the Easter show, and I mean, that was a shock to the system. Like being in, you know, oh, yeah. all of a sudden surrounded by eighty thousand people. It was like holy fuck. What, what, what's the Easter show? Is it a big, big thing, is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a home bush, isn't it? Or yeah. Bar. Yeah. Yeah, when you said, like, what is the Easter show? Like, do you guys have, like, fairs and stuff back at your, you know, no, back in Liverpool? Like, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, like, like a TV commercial with a cricket pitch and families with smile jugs and stuff. Uh, well, jugs. And, um, no, it's, it's um, I guess they do in, like, the smaller towns. But for us, really, it was mostly about the chocolate. Yeah, oh really? Yeah. Whereas you, you, you guys are like wood chopping and shit going on, don't you? Well, we have everything going on. Like it's eighty thousand people crammed into. You've got the most biggest rides. Like, like you've got this these super monstrosity rides there. Like you've got about four different roller coasters set up around the joint. You've got a slingshot there, catapulting people into the air. 
you've got like people showing bulls like you know doing equestrian and then you've all of a sudden got acrobats coming out and people doing backflips on motorbikes and stuff like that and people bringing out like v8 supercars and you know it's it's just everything going on at once and then they then they light up the sky every night for two weeks with these huge fireworks display which was amazing I'm thinking, I'm a little bit jealous. I've missed the trip. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah. We're in Perth where they have nice sunsets. <laughs> yeah. Where did yeah. you go there? Uh, I went there Saturday or Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the invite. Yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could have enjoyed that one together. Oh, look, it was only like a spontaneous thing because my family came down from like from Newcastle, like, mm. and then my sister wanted to go to the Easter show. So it all kind of happened really quickly. It wasn't like, um, when do you get back? Uh, next Sunday. All right, we can still go. I've got passes. Did you buy like family passes? For- oh, we get, well, like my family goes, gets like the member passes and stuff like that because of like, uh, um, you know, they like, they, like their animal stuff, so. This is legit, like. Yeah. Hamish is in. He's so good. Yeah. You know, like the family you see go to Disneyland, they've got the ears and, yeah. and the t-shirts. Yeah. That's Hamish. For the Easter show. Yeah. It's just him walking around with an Easter egg on his t-shirt. Yeah. Did you get Did you get Easter eggs, Hamish, this year? No, no, no. I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't want any Easter eggs. I got uh, instead. My family just bought, gave me like presents. So it was kind of like it felt like more of a Christmas this year than Easter. But um, I mean, we had plenty of chocolate in the house at the moment. I just didn't want to eat it, and I still somehow got a pimple, even though I stayed away from the chocolate. So, yeah, guys, you are very, very fortunate. This is an audio episode because Hamish has got a big old pimple on his face. Yeah, and it's right in the center of my forehead. It's like it's like. You know, uh, the God or God or the universe or who, whatever higher power has just put a target right on the <laughs> sniper outside. Yeah, I, I think it frames his face. I think it's beautiful. Actually, do you think it looks good? Like, look at this guy. This guy's a handsome guy. Yeah, last week we were saying he looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, and now he's saying he's handsome. Oh, I, I thought it was more of a mannerism thing. Thank <laughs> you. Know, like, is more like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> I don't know. Someone listen back in. Oh, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Like last last week, I I felt like I, I came out of that podcast just not knowing who I was anymore. <laughs> you got victimized a little bit. I was like, oh, it's like. <laughs> I can imagine Hamish going up to his bedroom and, and with the uh, the Monday Night Fever poster, just yeah. throwing darts into Jack's face, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe just a cut out of me just in the corner, just throwing that hundred eighty balls up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, for like for the the listeners, so Hamish called me after we did the recording last week, and he said, "Ooh, do you know how I feel about about that?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, I felt a little bit ganged up on. <laughs> Just think sad. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. This is also an audio episode. The people can't see how bent Tom's faces. Yeah, guys. Seriously, I'm I'm drinking a can of coke. Uh, there are also uh, other brands out there available. Um, so I'm drinking a can of Coke right now, and my face is the same color as the can. 
you know it's it's not though on like the on the like the on on the video at the moment i think you the lighting's doing you boys a lot of favor because it just looks like you're super tan yeah, jack you I'm look not. a bit more like a lobster but tom you're looking good mate like like a sexy lobster i don't know if i'd go that far uh-huh. good. <laughs> so today so today the reason we're so banned we went to uh rottenest island yeah, um, which I'm not sure if anyone's heard of Rotten Island. I'm sure you do. We, we haven't. We haven't. Um, but to be fair, we don't know a lot of things. Um, About anything? No, I'm really genuine. Um, especially trying to work out how to do Zoom. Um, but they've got these. Um, it's it's like a little island off the coast of Perth, and they've got these little tiny. Uh, uh well, I, th- I think they're quite cute. The like little time, the like they're called quackers. Quackers, quackers. It yeah. looks like if a yeah. kangaroo fucked a rat. You don't like the quackers? Possibly. Yeah. I, 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 like the quackers are cute. Little, little, like if I'm in a, like if I'm out in the what, like and I saw a quacker, I'd be like, oh, thank God, you know, at least the quacker is not going to try to attack me, man. Are they all over the quackers? No, not really, but because Dubbo has like a like a like a huge zoo. Shout out Dubbo. <laughs> uh, I'm being nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so because like Dubbo has this huge zoo, man, like we there's just the, the quokkas just bred and then some of them managed to like sneak out of the like the enclosure. So like now there's just like a like a like random quokkas just like bouncing around and living in there it's just it's great it's literally like Jurassic Park <laughs> yeah <laughs> I swear no expense yeah. I think these little guys are great yeah they're happy they're, they're not causing any trouble you know what annoys me about them that like not it's not their fault but the amount of people who try and get selfies with them is ridiculous like 45 seconds I watched a guy try and get the attention of this kangaroo rat I just wanted to get a selfie with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, this thing's cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get away from me, you noisy man. That's what I was say. Nosy. It's, that joke, by the way, is because I've got a big nose. Huge nose. Yeah. Huge nose. Yeah. But man, actually, it was, really, it was really cool day. There's some bike riding. Um, yeah. Which I probably haven't done since I was 12 years old. Yeah, how are your calf muscles? Honestly, I'm not saying I need a wheelchair tomorrow to get about, but it could be, it could be required. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. So like, it was tough on the bones as well. It was up and down. Um, <laughs> it was up and down. I haven't done any proper exercise in a while. <laughs> Since he was 15. No, to be fair. No, that's a lie. Uh, I don't know whether I should tell the story. What? A couple of months ago. In, so I live in an apartment building in Canberra. I'm not showing off. And um, we live on the third floor, which is the highest floor. Um, no, you are sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was an absolute nightmare because the lift wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I had to walk up and down the stairs. So <laughs> that was a good cardio vascular. So that was the last one? That was it. And I was really annoyed as well because that night we ordered pizza. <laughs> I had to go down <laughs> and get the pizza. Mm, wish you ended that way. I don't know. <laughs> I was there. Three times a week. Three times a week. <laughs> you deserve it. But yeah, well, it was, uh, I don't know. It's just like, honestly, it's it's a very cool place that I did not know existed beforehand. Absolutely yeah. Beautiful. Like, I know this sounds like we're doing like a, like a review <laughs> show on Rotten Island, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. 
we were talking about um my dad was explaining uh Rottenest Island, uh Rottenest Island, sorry. And he was talking about he said, Oh yeah, you know, on Rottenest Island they've got like these uh <laughs> <laughs> he said I'll have to do the voice. He said, Yeah, you know, on the Rottenest Island, you know, they've got these uh, they're like really big uh what's the word they use for rats? What's the what's the word? Marsupials. No, no, it was, uh, not vermin. What's it called? You know, mice. No, yeah, I, th- I think it was like he was like, oh, you know, they're like really big vermin. You know, <laughs> Dad was like, oh yeah, is it the rottenest monster? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be proud. This joke's famous. Hey, oh man, he got a laugh. He got a laugh. Got a laugh. Seriously though, like this place is boss. We, yeah. like, I went for a little swim as well. Which, you know, again, I can only apologise to the general public for having to witness it, but it was absolutely beautiful. Go back anytime. Go online, type in Rottenest Island, forward slash, get your tickets from Tom. And we thank them for sponsoring Monday Night Fever. Have you seen the spiders yet up there? Don't say that. No, no, no. Seriously, there's a spider in that that's native to Western Australia, right? And it's called the bird-eating spider. And I've only ever seen it once in my life. And this thing is fucking huge. This thing is like like there's huntsman spiders, and then this spider is called the like the bird-eating spider. And uh, I I knew a, like a truck driver who drove to Perth one day, and he came back and he he found one on the bottom of his truck, and he didn't know what to do, so he he shot it. Uh, like, okay, but they're Shot they're it. huge. You, you, Jack, have you got your phone on you now? Yeah. Type up the bird eating spider. Just so you can you can kind of get in your head like how big this thing is. The big ones. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Goliath bird eater. Yeah, man, that thing that thing has been around. That's a sexy name. Hello, everybody. I'm the Goliath Birdie, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too big. Yeah, man. That's like the, it's almost like the scene from Harry Potter too. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh. like I thought it was when I when I when I first saw one, I thought like that there was no way that that was real. Me not sleeping tonight, thank you, Hamish. <laughs> if you feel. <laughs> That is me not sleeping tonight. Oh man, I've got a story to tell you. Speaking of sleeping, so the other night, um, I like Hamish, you know about my my uh, I'm gonna call it tricky stomach situation that I've got. Have I told you about this? Oh, you just told me that you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, but it's like not officially though. Not officially. Uh, he's, he's decided it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I think you know, I think the toilet decides for me. He's the judge. Um, well, or it could be a woman. But literally, man, like I like the other night I went to bed and I was like, it, it can only be described as like a horror movie going on inside my body. Mm. And it felt like um like that scene from Alien. Yeah, like, like the, the aliens inside the like it's the body is saying we're going to get rid of this right but we just don't know when but just so you know it's coming and then i'll be like having sweats and then i'll eat more cheese and i'll be having more sweats <laughs> and i was in bed right and 
fun in a relationship is a is a is a thing that I never ever did until mm. me and Abby lived together, right? It just like like she would literally come over and then she'd leave and I'd be stood at the door and she'd be like driving away and I'd be like there waving off. Right? And it was only it was it was, it was only it was only when we moved in together like that, you know, there's, there's only so many times I could turn to the shop for things, you know, really like eventually it had to come out. And you know, sometimes she'll laugh, sometimes she cries, but the other night I like I sit you with like I was like we're back to back how you know most People who are in relationships who've been together for nine years. And I like quit, like my body was saying, it's time, it's time. And I had to, sh- I had to shift my body right around. And I let off this Goliath number. It was a Goliath baby that it was, it was ridiculous. And she said, Good job you turned around. You would have blew me off the bloody bed. <laughs> 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 oh, and it's these things that keep a relationship interesting after so long. <laughs> and it's got me wondering, actually, did uh, when you were with your most recent, yeah, Hamish, would you, uh, would you, would you do the farty parties around there? Well, for the first year, I acted like it disgusted me, like, like, and you I was or hair farting? No, 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 like like me farting. Like oh, I, okay. I was like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I've got to be proper and all that. And then one day it just it just happened. Like I could, I just for whatever thing laughed too hard and I just farted at the same time, I think. And then <laughs> and it and it and it broke the ice. And then I thought, well, I can get away with this. And then I was just like, okay, from that point on, I'm just doing it. But one time we went away. And uh, we're going on a drive. I don't can't remember where we were going, but we, you know, we'd headed out of Sydney somewhere, and um, I needed to fart so badly, and I knew that it was it was going to be like really rotten. Yeah, and so so I turned like I winded the windows up. <laughs> you put the windows up. Huh? You open the your hot box set. Hot box. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'd never laughed so hard in my life. It was a, to me, it was the funniest thing I'd ever done in my life. If you ever experienced anything like this, head to the blessed uh, <laughs> wife, self wife. <laughs> Jesus, that's evil. Yeah, but I mean, it was one of those things that I did, and I had like a half an hour laughing pit. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I love, like, I mean, this is, <laughs> I won't mention which cousin it was. Um, but when we were younger, we went to Wales for the day. And um, the geography of Liverpool and Wales, it, it's close, you know, like you can get to Wales yep. in the car in like 40 minutes. And we went to, to North Wales for the day. And um, we took my cousin with us, who's a girl. So <laughs> the family back home are going to know who this is. Yeah, you know who you are. And uh, we were driving back from, from North Wales and it was... Look, it was it was pissing down. Like it was so wet. It was like you know, so wet when you're driving on the motorway <laughs> or the highway or the freeway or whatever you want to call it. You have to go like fifty. You know, you've got to go slow because yeah. it was that bad. And this cousin, who again uh, will remain nameless. I might just name her. No, I might just name her. Nah, she'll hate you forever. Oh, 
No, don't because she, no, don't because she owes me hundred quid, and if you say it on there, she that's your. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm only joking. She does two hundred, and we're we're on the motorway, and the the rain was shocking. Yeah, and she wouldn't stop farting, <sighs> and it 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 was <laughs> it was disgusting, right? But it was also like a toss up. <laughs> Smell the smell, or crack the window open and let some of the water in, <laughs> and then you're making a wet one. And it was uh, oh. it just added to the sort of humidity within the car. Oh, uh, so uh, that one uh, was for you, Jessica. <laughs> uh, we, used, we used to call it blowing wind. Yeah, it was like a famous horse. Yeah, called blowing wind. Blowing wind, and that is just that was just feeling really bad if my boyfriend's listening. Oh no, which, what a boss. He must know now, anyway. What a boss. He must know. No, of course he must know. He's waiting on the driver then. Spicy wings. They don't agree with you. Rotten. I can't wait for their revenge. Do you? Do you? Do you fast around Chelsea all the time? I think it's Chelsea fast around you. She does, but she she will try and hide it. As best as possible. <laughs> I, 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 what with? Um, don't you feel like um, she, she won't mention it? Like she, you know, um, where if I fart, I'll turn to it and go, "Have you farted?" And she'll go, "No, have you?" And I'll go, "Yeah." <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's really funny. I do it all the time. You know what? You know what's so funny? Was is like. It's such a taboo thing, isn't it? But everybody does it. <laughs> yeah, I there's there's one like time I was in school and uh this one we had this one kid in our class and he decided to like every like it was one of those days at the end of the term, you know, where where like half the class comes in and the other yeah. half like stay home, whatever. Anyway, I decided to go in and we're in an English class and the rest of us, there's only like five of us in the class. We're sitting up the front and he's decided to sit all up the back of the room by himself at his desk. Right. And all of a sudden it's all quiet. We're just like all drawing or watching whatever was happening. And uh, all we do, we just hear this fucking huge fart. Like this guy just let off a bomb and it, because those chairs are plastic too. Oh, it, like, like, yeah. Yeah. It was like a bit of, a, it sounded like a horn, you know? <laughs> And we we turn around and look at him, and he goes, "Wasn't me." <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I when we were kids, oh, my my mom's gonna love this, but like I never seen my mom do a trip. No, ever. And then it was only like I'd go uh, and I can say this because. Oh no, he's gonna listen to this. But like, I had to go around there, and like, you'd be watching Pointless or The Chase or something on the TV. Yeah. I mean, Anna just like lift her leg up slowly and just, <laughs> and then you, just, you, you know, you're beating, you're beating poached eggs on toast, and you just look at it, and she'd be like, like she wouldn't sell it. Yeah. At all. <laughs> if this makes it into the edit, I'd actually get murdered. Yeah. And I might get married. Yeah, Rose, dirty cow. <laughs> <laughs>
She's old now. Didn't have them excuses when she was 55, let me tell you. Oh. Jeez, yeah. man. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know we, we'd get to toilet human on this. Hey, look, look, maybe we should keep a lid on it. Brunch. Oh, man. And, and like, so another thing I'll do in 12 years, like, I'm a fart to pretend to shit myself. <laughs> I'll go like, like, because if it's allowed, she always says, like, if it's allowed, I want you to laugh, right? Like, she just goes, <laughs> you're disgusting. But, like, if, if I was to let, like, a, a sound but deadly one go, as they call them on the streets, she'd be like, that's proper vile, you're disgusting. But noisy one good. But, like, I'll fart and then she'll laugh, but then I'll just, like, <gasps> So we went to. Uh, you back on Rock Ness Island, are you? Yeah. Well, I want, to, I want to tell the coffee story. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> like, so we 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 went to Rock Ness Island, and uh, my mum and dad are uh, uh, stress heads. Yeah, no patience. So, um, they just if they're going somewhere, it's it's stress. Anyway, we get to the ferry terminal in Fremantle to go and uh, get the ferry to Rotterdam. So we get there and there was a little coffee place there. And we had like 15 minutes before the ferry. So it's like, you know, look, we're only ordering four coffees. There was like no queue. We're going to get done. No problem. We'll get sorted. So we go, Jack um, orders. We, we're, we're ready to go. We're only waiting for four coffees. And the guy, bless him, didn't know his ass from his elbow. <laughs> because, man, it's I'm not saying, I'm not like, what, what's annoying the most of us is, right, is we're looking at the time, and I'm like looking at the coffee machine, I'm thinking, he hasn't started. He hasn't started these coffees, but he kept saving other people, and he was in there, like, I, I understand, like, COVID and, you know, understaffed or whatever, but, like, I really wanted to scream at him and be like, man, why do you keep saving people if you're not finishing orders? <laughs> I never wanted to hit somebody so much. But he was a lovely guy. He was a nice guy. Anyway. Beautiful guy. So we got our coffee, which we were happy about, obviously. Eventually. But it was, like, really close. Mm. It was really close. Like, my mum is ringing us. Listen, man, we're, 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 like, hauling ass running to get this ferry. Which, which... Which for me and Jack, it probably really slow. Really, like, but we. So emotional. We run over there. In We run over, we get there, we get on. We're like the last people on this ferry. People looking at us, like, you know, that that look you give somebody when they're the last on the plane. I mean, like, huh, huh. coffee, and we all sort of just settle into ourselves. Yeah. And they'll look up and say, and there's a cafe on the ferry. <laughs> just got a coffee there the whole time. <laughs> Me and Jack are like sweating in the other coffee shop. Like, come on, come on, man. Put the milk in. Put the, put the milk in. 
and we could have just got a copy on the I wouldn't say we were the most popular people on that ferry for the journey. No, yeah. No. It was a slow <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the eyes of the world on you. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so have you do you like Perth? Like have you got a, have you got a chance to go into the city city yet? Not yet, man. Like we're, we're gonna go and I think we're, we're gonna go tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. Have you been Hamish? Have you been to Perth? No, like it's it's only like it's a, the only uh, city I think I have haven't been to. What's what's like obviously like Sydney's awesome, like it's a great city. Like what else? Like where? Like what's your other favorite city apart from Sydney? Um, I. I, I I like Melbourne, man. Like I I'd like Melbourne one because Melbourne's not fucking hot, and I don't get sunburned. I can go out. Um, Sorry, I was thinking about that. <laughs> number two, man. They they the the I like Melbourne because all the buildings they put in. Like you know how Sydney, you look at the buildings around Sydney, mm. like any modern buildings, and you're like, man, they have they have just the person who's designed this has designed this to get the most for like the the most the most amount. For the least amount of dollar you know what i mean like they're, they're just trying to get uh value for money but melbourne when they build something they put an extra effort to make it look fucking as cool as fuck like yeah. they in their budgets for their buildings they're like okay we're going to assign money to make this look cool as shit yeah and yeah. and you walk around there going oh oh and you feel good and it's like and they've got just it just it just it just feels like a like a like a happier city because they've made it look nice and people seem like nice it just feels like a bit of bit of like a big country town but after that i would have to say like the gold coast i feel like is just like the cronulla on still like it's just it's just an extension of cronulla <laughs> and then and then brisbane i've only ever been like like i haven't spent enough time to really get a good opinion of it and um adelaide i was only there once and yeah and then like all the coast cities are kind of like similar but i've been everywhere man i've been everywhere <laughs> i've been to adelaide gold coast Cronulla, <laughs> melbourne he's been everywhere man you know you know you were saying about like the buildings in melbourne having a bit more soul yeah like are you are we ready to announce the studio yet to people? Yeah, crazy. yeah, I think so. I think it's not, it? not very far away at this point. Like so I just tell me, tell me about it. What are you telling? Tell all tell you right, song. all right. So originally, Tom, we used to do we used to do like these these podcasts and interviews and stuff in in my garage. But then I think due to like lockdown happening, we all went back to work and stuff, and it became very, very, very hard to hard to facilitate and plus at that time we didn't have our own like in-house kind of camera gear so it was always like we had to rely on another guy he had to be free with his work and it just became very hard after we came back to a bit of reality so it was much easier to kind of continue these doing this over zoom and stuff like that but then at the same time the the floods happened and completely crashed my garage so and we'd already been talking about going back into the studio because now we'd acquired our own camera gear, our own like you know all the all the rest of the gear needed and required and just every little bit of gear under the sun to be honest. <laughs> so we've just got a good gear collection now, but 
um, when the floods happened, it just made me go, well, okay, now we we can just redesign the whole thing. So I spent the last week like painting the walls, like giving it a big back feature wall, giving the giving the side the wall with the shelves uh, like a new fresh coat of paint, and then I've got ordered a bunch of plants coming like plants to hang up on the walls and shit and make it look you know what i'm imagining i'm imagining like you doing this all by yourself but like an episode of the block you know oh, like, uh, oh like yeah, yeah. Montage of him putting up the plants and uh fishing touches to the corners and stuff hamish has a budget of 500 dollars, but he's <laughs> got to make it look cool as shit yeah, sure yeah pretty much but mine is looking good. I'm very excited to get in there. Yeah, and we got a new lounge too. So I'm, I'm happy for that. This lounge is like huge. No more stains. Yeah, well, this lounge I think is out of like an old brewery. I think it's out of the old Carlton brewery. Maybe a couple of stains. <laughs> Maybe. But we'll it looks good. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, new curtains at the back. Um, and then we've got a floor coming next week. Yeah, it, it feels, Tom, it feels very much like I'm on the block. Yeah, like painting the walls like and stuff and like taping everything up and just jumping on the tools and stuff. It feels like I'm on the block. Stop spy bunnies. When, when are you going to? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> when are you, so, when, so when are you guys planning on starting your record then in the new studio? Uh, well, I would like to say in a month. But in yeah, that so month, month, yeah, month is very, very, very good. Doing. Yeah, and, and like, then, a... and then all the pods will be up on YouTube as well, so people can see the the videos as well. Yeah, man. So it's just, I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. We're still gonna have, we'll have to look at how we're doing it for like the interviews with, you know, like bands out of state and bands out of country and all that. But I think just for us to be in the same room, mm. doing it, you know what I mean? It, it's just. It's that, that human touch as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And oh, you've, been, you've been working very hard. Considering you just got over COVID, like you've been putting an absolute shift in. So this round of applause for Hamish, everybody. Ah, thank you. It, it yeah. certainly has been like my, my arms are so sore and my back sore from like just rolling. Yeah, rolling you put a hard day's work in, mate. <laughs> you mean a spoonful of smith now and the fuck out, mate. <laughs> oh, man, like, yeah. Well, it's, it's just been a shock to my body. It's like, what are you doing? Because, I mean, last, over this long weekend, right, I think I've, like, probably put in, like, I don't know, like, probably 20, 30, 25, out, 20, maybe 30 hours. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times. Tax deductible Sunday. You want to get that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting like this, like the sign in there, and mm. yeah, then yeah, we're man, it's gonna look, it's gonna look really good. It's gonna yeah. Look really good. Oh, Hamish, how's uh, how's Easter been off the booze? Yeah, good. How's how's Hamish's journey going? Man, look, I don't really miss it to be honest with you like even going out and stuff like that even when we went to the easter show the other day and my family were like oh yeah amish you have a beer with us and i was like i'm not drinking and it felt really good but you're gonna trip yourself up then boy no no i didn't i mean your ass is gonna have my name on it boy what about you jack how are you going um i'll be honest there's only so much calm zero man can drink Unless they want to sponsor this, then in that case, I can drink a lot. There's Heineken but Zero. It's, it's it's just, I don't know, man. It's like, 
you know what you knew you knew, you know what the the trouble was you know how wild the Thursday is before a bank holiday Friday mm-hmm. and like I, I just sat at home and I drank about ten Carlton zeros and I went to bed yeah and I was like woo <laughs> Jackie is the king but Jack your face looks slimmer though thanks mate it's starting to come off a little bit. Also, I think it's got a little bit to do with uh, the gig I played on Saturday. Yeah. Where, like, I, it was like my first ever three hour gig. And after it, like, you know, fit, like, uh, the listeners now, anyway. So, one of the reasons I'm trying to do a year off the booze is because Jackie got a little bit round around the edges. There is no edges anymore. Yeah. I'm just like a big. I'm like a multi, I'm like a five foot ten Malteser. Oh, listen, hey, give yourself a break. He looks like a number eight. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the figure of a pint of Guinness at the minute. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm off the booze to try and you know reduce, try and get back into the into the old. I just like to see leather pants again and maybe put them on, even if it's just mm. for me. Mm. So like to do that game was it was a test, but after it, like I felt like I could do another hour. Do, do, do people know what the gig was? Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, this is another thing I'd like to talk about. How how people hate tribute acts or how they enjoy them. Yeah. What the perception is on that. So I, I played with a band called Rolling Stones and it's like a Stones, not a tribute band, it's more, it's like, it's like a celebration of the Stones, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. You, you don't try and get the stones. Yeah, it's not me being Mick Jagger. Yeah, it's me doing the Rolling Stones. Look, you know I mean? can, can I be can I be honest here? Yeah. When I saw the photo of the of the of the photo of you, it made me laugh so hard because it, it was it, you looked like Jack Hughes, and it wasn't like you put any effort into trying to look like. Yeah, that was just me. You know, because when I see like the Oasis tribute band or like the In Excess one or whatever else it is, or you know. They always try to dress up like the other person, like the person yeah, that they're like doing. Me. You just dress like you and slap the thing of the other Rolling Stones on it. And I just, yeah. I laughed so hard when I saw that yeah. photo. Because the thing is for me, it's like, well, Mick Jagger wore this once. Tell me you never. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I'm, not, I'm not wearing trainers. Uh, you know what I mean? When, when he knocks on these days. I'm, like, that, that's, that's how I approach it. Is, is it's, it's me doing the Stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it look, it's 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 brilliant. Okay. Yeah. What do you what do, like honestly? So I'm looking Tom in the eye, right? Yeah. Now. Look yeah. me in the eye, boy. Yeah, yeah. Look me in the eye, old boy. I'm looking at you in the eye. What do you think about tribute acts? Absolutely hate them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really. Uh, like I, I've been to see a few. Cause I'm I'm a big Johnny Cash fan. Um, I've I've seen quite a few Johnny Cash tribute acts and. To be fair, they've always been pretty good. Mm. You know what I mean? You get to go, you get to sing the songs, like, for obvious reasons, I can't go and see Johnny live. Yeah. So, you know, it's good. You go you go and have a couple of Carlton Zeros and, and party half. I wonder if anyone's just went, I can't go watch Johnny Cash live. Guys, I'm sorry if there's anyone out there who is unaware Johnny passed away in, in yeah. 2003. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But no, I, I, I love good tribute acts. Hamish, my um, my nanny who we talked about before, um, Trophy Rose. She's a, she's like, no nonsense woman, you know, like she doesn't mess about, 
and she went to uh, Blackpool, uh, shout out to Blackpool, uh, where there was a, an Elvis tribute act on, because my granddad loved Elvis. Oh. <laughs> and the guy comes on and, you know, he's, he's doing this whole spiel uh, that, you know, he is actually, believe it or not, the son of Elvis Presley. Well, actually, my mother, she met Elvis Presley on the tour. And then she got pregnant afterwards. And then I was born. So I'm here to tell you today that Elvis Presley is my father. I mean, Nan. In Blackpool. In Blackpool, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, maybe tongue in cheek. But my Nan stood up and went, ah, you're a load of shite. Stood the guy down. Yeah. Ugh. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Nancy, boss. No, tribute, tribute, that's awesome. What do you think, Hamish? Like I, I, because you went such a kiss one day, didn't you? I just wanted to go out with Jordan. That was that was my excuse. I, I wasn't I wasn't actively there to see the kiss kiss act. I was just there to go out with Jordan and and uh, and have a have a night out. But anyway, I watched the kiss one and I was like, uh, you know. It was all right. It was good. Like I mean, they they were good. Um, just not the biggest fan of Kiss. Yeah. So, yeah but when I watched like every other tribute act I've watched, like I've I've seen some good shows, man. But then, but you also realise that like there's a little bit of that thing where they didn't write the songs and it's not really them. You know what I mean? It's it just it feels like you're being lied to a little bit. But the one in, the one the tribute movie. show that I saw that I was really blown away with, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. Was the in excess one? Yeah. To be honest, man, I think at, like so. There used to be a big festival in the book called Matthew Street Festival, and it's essentially a big Corpus festival, right? It's all tribute acts. There was one on the there? other day, Jack. Did you see? No. Dave Eastgate held one up in up somewhere up in Queensland the other day. Who does the Frankie's karaoke? And they had like they had like all of them round up there. Um, they had like the Oasis one, the 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 In Excess one, fucking all of them. And they had, and like people from like um like Silverchair and Powderfinger were were making mm. up some of the bands. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I think, like it's like I say that that festival. A lot of people used to, and it's free as well. You get a lot of people going, but yeah. like I think when it's when it's when you go and sort of watch some, some like you know Freddie Mercury, you know obviously he's, he's no longer with us. Was he the guy in Queen? He was the main guy. He, he was he's, he's the main one. Yeah, that mustache. Yeah, Adam Lambert's mate. Yeah, Ricky Lambert's actor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when, Adam when Lambert, he's done. A Queen one, and it was like <laughs> it's like watching Freddie. You know what I mean? Because if you if you do like. Suspend your disbelief, you know what I mean? And that is pretty amazing for, for an hour. He was, mm. he was, they were the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. They, everywhere, they, yeah. they were from Argentina. They flew them in. They were awesome. I didn't think they were from Argentina. I thought they were Spanish. Is they, um, is... Barcelona! Was the first time that we met? Yeah, I, did you like that? Hamish, Hamish is so weird to love by that. Yeah, so like when you're watching someone who's not around anymore, I think, ah, oh, yes, like, to be honest, the Stones one, I, I've got like a weird thing about it. And 
I've seen a few people like comment on the post about like the show and they're like Can I just say what the weirdest part about it is? Is is you're from Liverpool, right? That yeah. to me feels like the weirdest part. Like you're from Liverpool, like in the Stones tribute band. Like uh, it just it it feels like Australia. I'm essentially from Darfur. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, you isn't wasn't there that like whole thing like it feels like if you were to do a tribute band, you know, like it'd be you know, if, if I saw you dressed up as John Lennon, it would or Paul McCartney. Like you look like Paul McCartney in the like late early seventies Paul McCartney at the moment, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> when he was on the farm. In, yeah. in the early seventies or when Paul was in his early seventies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Paul McCartney looks like our grandmother. He's brutal, like, that guy. Yeah. Like, if, well, like, like but, so yeah, I seen someone comment and it was like, um, oh, you know, you should be using this time to be creative yourselves and, and all this. Man, if you knew how much money I got paid for a two and a half hour show to go and sing the Rolling Stones, that pays for everything you do with your original man. Because newsflash people, you don't make any money. Nobody wants to pay you to listen to your music until it's big enough. And then they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you. You know what I mean? Oh, man, like, it's 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 ridiculous. So, like, that's the thing. And the other thing as well, like, what's his stew plays in it, who's, who's in the Grand Union as well, and Marcus as well, drummer in the Grand Union. So, like, we're just, it's for me, I'm just playing with my band mates. We're just yeah. playing other songs. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, it, it, I feel like people who go and do the tribute ones, it's the ones who think they are the person. But then I don't know if that's a level of commitment I haven't got to go and be like, I'm Mick Jagger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hamish, I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen any, any like one of these shows, but there's, there's been a couple made where they go to, I think it's Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, every, every yeah. year they have the yeah, yeah, World the, Elvis yeah. Impersonator Expo. And it's massive. Yeah. It's like hundreds of like Elvis impersonators in the white suits or whatever different style of Elvis. Like, it's absolutely massive. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a proper skill. To be able to impersonate someone at that level, it's, it's yeah. a massive skill. But it's like... You know, imposter syndrome, where you yeah. feel like you're you're not deserving of your life, and you feel yeah. like, oh, like I, I don't feel like I deserve this or whatever. Yeah, that's how they must feel all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I have to wonder, like, to hey, like, hey, can you tell us to go home now? I want John back. <laughs> you're looking for trouble. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well done, Hamish. <laughs> oh could you imagine like i i honestly jack reckon the beast like if if you know if they didn't feel any imposter syndrome there'd be some kind of like mental illness there or something mm. imagine because like the, messiah, the messiah complex is never people think the jesus which is very topical on easter monday <laughs> the resurrection <laughs> Well, oh. fever every Thursday night. <laughs> 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 oh, could you imagine, like, just you know, like, because some of those people too, it, it's like they'd never thought to try to make you know, Steve make Steve into something. I've just mm-hmm. thought, 
I, I wake up every day and I work out my Elvis routine. I, I like, they just would have to study the Elvis Bible and like, like good on them, but like, fuck that. (laughs) I I just imagine it just like going like, like somebody just watching Elvis on the, like the TV going, you know, like, like just pausing it, slowing it down and getting all the, all the little, all the little jiggles and stuff. You know what? For anyone now, uh, thinking about it like so there was a tv commercial in the uk where uh the soundtrack for it was there's always me by elvis presley and the sell for the commercial was that it was from the perspective of different elvis personators who were essentially alone in different places around the world Mm. but connected i think by uh, really strong internet connection yeah. through O2, I think. Yeah. So it was the whole "there's always me" thing, and it was it was like a big sell that actually they they seem like outsiders, but in their community. Yeah, the the they're in their community, they're in their clique. Yeah. You know what? That's what I like, like watching as a good commercial. I don't, don't want to like because like I, I think like the same as even though, like, I'm a little bit conflicted about doing it, like, with the sounds wrong, but it's, like, it's good money, it's good fun, playing big stages, and, like, you know what I mean? It's That's not going to be my full-time gig, but if that pays for recording for, you know, a grand union EP or whatever, and it also gives you the chops of playing two, three hours, mm. you know what I mean? Because you don't get that time. If you're playing at Frankie's or you know like a, yeah. another venue, they're not going to give you two or three hours until you're bigger anyway. So it's more and more. It's for me a lot of it is if we got asked to go and do a big tour, there would be nothing in me that thought I wouldn't be able to get up every night and do two and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think for people who are still trying to get their bands off the ground and everything, I think like good on you for doing it because. You're only going to get better by going out and performing a lot. Because really, what's the difference between that and going to buy a whole bunch of covers at a pub on a Friday night? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Can I, can I ask you as well? Like, last week, we spoke a little bit about it. Obviously, uh, Hamish was um, had the bit. <coughs> the COVID-19. COVID. And um, Hamish, you were, you were getting out and about more. Mm. Like, what else have you been up to? Like, what have you been up to? Because and then look- you have to walk, and then you add enough. <laughs> Starts with painting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's been going on? I look, I mean, I've just been painting my the garage and like and just trying to design it while I'm off and get everything to kind of happen at once, kind of thing. Like, like I mean, just thinking out the whole whole layout of that. I mean, then I've spent time just like recon like I'm also like just new to being single again so i'm just reconnecting with like all my old friends and reaching out and having a lot of phone calls with with like just just old mates (laughs) which is just (laughs) but also like a lot of old mates as well like you know Number one music podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like, hey, Hamish, welcome to the sex line. How are you? <laughs> no, 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 none of that. But like, you know, just 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 reaching out and having conversations with like old 
old old mates and stuff because i think when you get in a relationship sometimes like if your friends kind of move cities or like move to the other side of sydney literally mm-hmm. and you it's very hard to kind of you know and you kind of fall back a little bit and like just reaching out and you know you know just just trying to i don't know man just like reaching out to people i'm just talking lots of you know like friends and seeing what other people are doing and mm. and also just just yeah just fucking having a bit of fun really like have you know? not anyone who's like ah oh, broke up with a girlfriend have you oh heaps now you want to see the boys oh like yeah like heaps of people like a few people messaged me on my like instagram and stuff and i was like off oh, like a bit nosy a little bit nosy but you know mm. whatever but then I've just, no, I don't think when you reach out to friends and stuff and you like, I think when you, I think they were pretty, pretty chuffed to, 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 you know, to get a call or to get a text, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was none of that really. It was just like, oh, how are you? I was like, yeah, good. You know? <laughs> it's well, such an Australian conversation. Yeah, how good, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah nah, good. Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah good. What are you up to tonight? I'm just going to watch Kiss. The tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them, mate. I think they should be spending time writing their own songs instead of stealing others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think that always happens, doesn't it? When you get into a relationship, like you do tend friend friend. Like if you if you were mates and all, all your mates were single, and then you're going out all the time as a bunch of single lads, and then you hit a missus, yeah, you. You, you don't have that same friendship because you're not all going out doing the same yeah. thing because you know you get you get new friendships as well yeah. because obviously mm-hmm. like your partner like boy or girl whatever you want to be like they've got their friends so yeah. then you, you build new friendships you get a couple friends, get yeah. couple friends don't mm. you? and you do nice things together like <laughs> you go for brunch and stuff or go to a nice bakery or to Kmart <laughs> you know go to have a bun or Kmart <laughs> get everything there oh it's good to get that. yeah so i think like when when you do get out of a relationship there is always that like reaching out process again yeah you know what i mean it's just and it's like sometimes like, you might have a missus or a partner who doesn't want you to hang around with certain people because you might bring the best out to all the ways yeah so it's just no and it's good it's good you're getting back out there anyway because I, I know you felt a little bit vulnerable at first yeah, because it is—it's a weird thing when you go from someone there all the time to you just, you know, flying solo. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, well, do you want to do you want to know the nerdiest thing that I've been spending way too much time on? Actually, here we go. I've been watching YouTube videos and like watching really successful people, like 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 you know the the people of like Mr. Beast caliber. And just breaking down their videos, yeah, that's good. Breaking down, breaking down the pacing of the videos. So breaking down, like within the first ten seconds, and like from from thumbnails, from what makes you know, from really what makes a good good thumbnail. Also, like, what did he do in the first ten seconds that we're not doing? What what you know? How did he keep? How what what do you have to do to keep viewer retention? Is it just about the content, or is it also about like the like camera angles, video shots? Like mm. what is going, what is going on there? So, you know, just really, really, really just kind of dissecting people that are like, uh, you know, just, just absolutely killing it and just wondering 
why are they killing it and also like is there any is there anything to just like the production side of it mm. that you can t- kind of take away from it you know, you know, you know Hamish, like i do a lot of the same stuff because of, like of, that's what i do for work so i'm always trying to like watch videos and see you know videos that sucker me in for example on instagram or whatever like i'm always sort of like wondering why i got yeah i got so things sometimes i'll end up watching like sometimes i watch these videos i don't know if you're the same but i end up watching these videos from like these so-called like financial experts mm. who are like you know you know people don't want to get up and exercise, look after themselves, and they're never going to be able to do this or do that. And, and like, everyone's got, like, a different angle Yeah, yeah. that they come out. But, like, at the end of the day, in the first couple of seconds of the video, every one of you them's got a hook. You already know, yeah. It's a hook. It's like, you know, do you want to make, do you want to make lots of money by not really spending, investing that much money in the first place? And every yeah. one of us goes... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But they, they, like some of the videos out there, like the production values and everything, that these people are smart, like they're selling yeah. something. I don't know what they're selling. I don't know. Terrible advice. That's yeah. not fun. T- but yeah, t- no, it's, it's right, man. And it's it's also like, if you think about so Tom, Tom worked in advertising for years, and yeah. Mm. Um, and you think about like, how you're sucking in just by advertisement, you know, like if you think of like the dawn of it, mm. being in newspapers or on, you know, billboards and TV commercials, and you're just you're there and you're sucking on that pipe of capitalism. <laughs> you're in, you're in for the ride. That's good, man. I'm glad you're in a relationship with your computer. Yeah, well, and and my phone, man, and my like, but I also like. For for us going in the studio, right? One thing I really, really, really just want to really narrow into and kind of figure out is like how we how we make this fucking awesome, like like and really just kind of captivate it. And like even from the way like we're gonna we're gonna throw the old intro in the bin or put it on the credits at the end of the video, but for the introductions of like how you introduce people and how you make it interesting, because I think if you just tell people to like like and subscribe you've just wasted time you know what i mean everyone's kind of like, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. so you got to kind of figure out how how you do how, and how you actually and if you if you can keep viewer engagement on youtube right so the if the longer they're viewing your video the algorithm of youtube pushes the video for you so it's really just kind of working out how you keep your retention and what you can do in terms of not Are just like not- strip at the start of every episode Man, I'm not going to make anyone strip, but I've got a Good. bunch of ideas. I'm just going to be... We're just going to have yeah. cameras set up in different things and just be switching. Yeah. And I think a lot of it will kind of come down to... And then kind of, Tom, this is another thing, is like figuring out how much you can cut live as well. And then also how much you then have to cut in post-production and what you can be doing, what you can be doing to kind of get the bulk of it so you're not wasting time as well. So like when we do go into the studio, how could we, could we just cut the bulk of the episode, right? Like through, through just having, you know, just putting everything through HDMI splitters and really watching it and then kind of going, 
doing, doing one guy's kind of watching as the side of like the left and the right side. And we're, we're, we're just switching angles as we're, as we're going along like that. And really then when you do go to post-production, you're just kind of making, you know, all putting on graphics and, yeah. and really just, yeah. Like, I, think, I think it depends because I think like what really works on, on this, on this podcast and, and when you do the interviews is like, you guys are definitely really involved in the conversation. Like you, mm. you guys are there, you like you're listening to what your guest is saying and you know, it's a proper chat. It's, it's not just like throwing questions and like who really gives a shit about the answer. It's like, it's important. Mm. So I think like, like that sort of stuff, like the live cotton side of things like is, is great. Um, you know, if you've got someone to sit there and, and do it for you guys, but like you've got so many like good options for like uh sorry I keep saying like I mean no, Chelsea will tell me off on that. Um <laughs> she told me off last week, she said I said, said like too many times. She's, yeah. yeah, she's very she's a big critic. But <laughs> but uh she's only little but she's got she's a big critic. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I think for you guys your listenership is is really strong and you know ask people like yeah, what, what, what do people out there what do they think would make your podcast even better than what it is because it's obviously in good shape now that's a good idea actually guys listening right now do that write a little list get yeah. your pens and paper out and write a little list then take yeah. a photo of the paper. Yeah. And, and then it shove it, <laughs> shove it as far as you can up where that. Speaking of which, while you've got your pens and paper on. So I was listening to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this podcast a bit of praise. Have Aware podcast in the UK. They're absolutely smashing it. And I heard this on that podcast and I actually did it myself. And it's, it's, it's kind of haunted me ever since. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like a psychological test. So Adam Adam Rowe, the host or one of the hosts on that podcast, basically this happened to him on a first date, but I want to do it with you guys All just right. to like just so I can learn a little bit about it. I want the people at home to do as well. So get a pen and paper and I'll wait five seconds. I'm I'm feeling a bit anxious about this, Hamish. Right. So now you've got your pens and paper. Yeah. I want you to write down your favorite color. Oh, this is really hard already. First question. Yeah, well, having right. a having a favorite color is like is 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 a, is a stupid thing, right? Because I have a favorite color for 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 t-shirts, right, that I wear. But then for if I had to buy a car, right, I want it to be a different color because I don't want to have a pink car. Do you know what I'm saying? I like I like pink t-shirts. I like pink shirts. I, I have to be honest. I, I cool. But um, keep that in your mind. And this will make sense later. Okay. Yeah, all, right. all right. Okay. Right. And now I want you to tell me three things that that color means to you. When you think of that, what are the three words that pop out into your mind about that color and why you love that color? All right. Stop feeling good. I like the colour because it makes my eyes pop. Right? Yep. Good? Yeah. Right. Next one. I want you to write down your favourite animal. 
and tell me the three things, the three words that come into your mind when you think about that animal. Oh, There's a lot of like serious faces going on for all the others, doesn't it? If you're listening to how I'm doing this and you've got a serious face, oof, get ready for later. I, I'll tell you what my answers were as well later, so it's not like you, you just you're just gonna be on your own in this. All right, say what you've done. Mm-hmm. Right now. I want you to close your eyes and pretend you're in a white room. Yeah? How do you feel? Write those three things down. Yeah. Right. So have you done that? Uh, um, sorry, I'm imagining myself in a white room. Your eyes are closed. Close oh, your yeah, eyes. Close your eyes. I'm in a white room. I just imagined Eric Clapton. In the white room, Tom is standing, thinking about what he's thinking about. I don't know. Um, Close your eyes. You're in a white room. How do you feel? Don't worry. No one would murder you in a white room. It'd make too much mess. Yeah, I would be. I was going to say there'd be stains, but you blend in. I'm quite worried about my three. All right. (laughs) And this one is you're on a desert island, but you're naked, right? And this island can have whatever you want on it, mm-hmm. except you're naked on it. It could be like theme parks, could be a bowling alley, could be anything on there, but you're naked. Right, three things. How does, it, how, how does that make you feel when you think about it? Like three things that I think about it. I'm just thinking I'm, I'm like, I'm going to get sunburnt really badly. Well, then it could be an island with no sun if, if that's what you want it to be. But the, so you, you picture your dream island situation, but you're naked on it, right? But then the three things that come to your mind and you're in that fantasy island about it. You're naked on the island, but the three things in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tom's got a weird look on his face right now. <laughs> Good. Sorry. There was was an awkward silence there. I didn't even listen. I went, what the fuck? Not like where's the coverage? Fuck. If you've got two things, that's all right. Okay. You will be judged accordingly. All right. So, Hamish, what was your favorite color? Well, I, I went with my t-shirt color, and I I I put down pink. You want to wear a pink shirt on? Huh? You want to wear a pink shirt on? No, no, I haven't at the moment, but I do. I've got plenty in my cupboard. Uh, okay. Oh, that was weird. Uh, what are the three things you think about, Dan? 
makes me think of like the summer. Yeah. And it makes me think of like like fruits. And it makes yeah. me think of the beach. So, what was your favorite color? Uh, well, I went with uh, the color of the t-shirt I'm wearing, which is blue. <laughs> joke, the joke, guys. It's a joke. The joke is that one. joke is that I'm wearing pink. Um, <laughs> no, so I went with blue, and it makes me think um, tranquil. Makes me think smart, like like smartly dressed, like uh, like I often wear blue. I want to look and feel good. Uh, and the other one is clear. Right. So that is how you want to be perceived by other people. Wow. I want to be pink. I want to be brown. I want to be blue. I want to yeah. be violet. I said red because it's powerful. It shows love and strength. That is how I want to be perceived by other people. Am I a narcissist? You decide. No. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's, let's end the game here. The next one is favourite animal. Okay. Tom, what was your favourite animal? It was an orca or, or a killer whale. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And what are the three things you thought about? Uh, beautiful, mm-hmm. powerful, mm-hmm. menace. Hamish? Well, I thought about that and I was like, do I write down a cool animal like a lion and or something like a, you know, a, a killer whale, Tom? But I, I thought, man, I've never actually got to like hang out one-on-one with a killer whale, nor, <laughs> nor do I want to really hang out with the black and white dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose a dog because I was like, you know, to be honest, it is my favorite because they're loyal, they're loving, and they're also like like obedient. You know. Key word in there. So this is what you want in a partner. Oh wow, that's what I've got, baby. So you want you want what? A menace, beautiful, powerful, and a menace. Chelsea. Wow. She's a bad bad lady, but she looks good doing it. Hamish wow. wants an obedient, loyal bum sniffer. <laughs> I, I said loving. Like I said, I meant loyal. Like because you, you like if you've got a puppy, you want it. You don't want it to be tearing your shoes apart. Yeah. But you want it to be like loyal and and, and like loyal. Like it come it no, comes to you when it. And uh and then like like obedient. It doesn't rip up your sneakers. And then loving, and I had also had cute on there as well. All right, well, I don't make the rules, but that's what you want in a partner. You pair. Um, all right, so the next one was the white room with your eyes closed. Hamish, we'll start with you. Wait, when we're actually in the white room, do we have our eyes closed? Or was there, uh, the... No, your be- eyes are closed, you're using your imagination, but the room is white. Room. Oh, yeah, look, I just thought I was about to be photographed because why else would I be in a white room? Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, do you want to close your eyes and pretend you're in a white room? Yeah, I did. And I was like, if I close my eyes, it just brings me back to being in white rooms as a, as when I was in, uh, when I was a kid. Back in showbiz. All right, yeah. well, what, are the, what, are, what are the things you wrote for that then? I'm about to have my picture taken. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I like white okay. room. Okay, Tom? Um, okay, <laughs> I'm in another way. <laughs> I, I said lost. Yeah. <laughs> Without direction. Yeah. Overwhelmed by thought. Okay. 
So this is how you feel about death. <gasps> so Hamish is just about to have this picture taken. Because he's going to be that famous. That makes me feel like I'm going to be in the 27 Club. You're like John Lennon. Huh? John Lennon. Oh, sorry, John. I'm sorry. You're watching that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wrote Scared Peaceful Alone for that one. And oh, my favorite animal, I forgot to say, I I did Wolf and I put Leader Community Strength. So shout out to Abby. Ow! She's just done it back. I'm sorry for anyone's dog who just went crazy, but. What we do. Tom, when you when you said your thing, right? I just imagine yeah. like the the Truman Show, like you know when when Jim Carrey gets in there and it's all all white. Yeah, like you know what it you, like you know what it was. It was like um, when I was imagining it, like I couldn't, I couldn't. It was like I couldn't pin anything down. I couldn't find a focal point in the room. That's definitely, that's how you feel about that. That's how I feel about that. Oh, John, is that? Oh, I don't want to die. Apparently so. Hamish just doesn't want his picture taken. I didn't say I didn't want my bag. I said I feel like I'm about to. Put the flash on. Spurns my skin. Uh, All right. And the last one was you're on a desert island, Mm. naked, and the island's got anything you want on it. Yeah? Yeah. So, Tom, you go first. Well, I said shelter. Yeah. yeah. No sand. Yeah. Warmth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hamish. Well, I said I started off with sh- like shade slash shelter as well. Yeah. And then my second request was it's going to be fucking hot on a desert, right? So yeah. I asked for air conditioning. So then that automatically now says I'm getting a big house. And also then I asked for um, an indoor pool. Not asking for a lot, but. Okay, well, that is quite telling, the indoor pool, because this is what you feel about sexual experiences. Yeah, I want to have sex. I want to be cool. I don't want to get sunburned. I don't want a bloody indoor pool. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's quite true. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever, ever had a shag in like the 40 degree, you know, on like, on like a beach in the middle of the day or anything, so... You couldn't, could you? You just melt away. Exactly. Yes, though, young mate. What, what, what did you put on? Shelter. Because, you know... Because you move these out. Because, well, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like, you know, you know, I wanted shelter, I wanted protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No sand, I was nice. always good. Not for sex. Yeah, because I, I hate sand. Yeah. Uh, it gets everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah, and it would. And it, and it would. And it was warm. <laughs> yeah, you perv. Mm. I wrote <laughs> scared, alone, exposed. Wait, didn't you get to choose what you wanted though? Like, why would you put that there? That's like a fear. Why would you feel scared, alone, and exposed? Yeah, like I know you're on a desert island, but aren't you getting to ask for like you know three things? That's how. That's what I'd listen to. No, because you, you're not. You're not really listening to three things. It's the things that it makes you feel. I think. Ah. Oh. Wires crossed because I think Hamish thought you were asked them. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's fucking dead well, owl pilots. Well, me and Tom, well, we fucked that up then because we just we put down shelter as our first. Yeah, but now you know what it is. You're just gonna be like, yeah, big wet pussy, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, a penis reduction size because I heard every lady I go near. I like something else stupid. Can we tell the story? 
What story? This this story. Can we tell it? What story? When we went to doctors. The penis reduction story. <laughs> I've told it on you already. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told it. It's I mean, it's the first episode of the One of the first ones. Yeah. 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 yeah I was the one. You know yeah, when when you <laughs> when you said like you're naked on a on an island, right? The first thing I was like afraid of for some reason, right? Like, was a scorpion stinging my did my penis? Yeah, this is why you scared of STDs. Don't know if I'm scared of that. Yeah, I just imagined the barb of like the the stinger just going. Into the end of my knob, and I was like, yeah. "Fucking hell!" How long is it? Huh? What? Is it a big scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the scorpion king. No, it was a normal sized scorpion, but it was on a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was just imagining the jackass guys doing something like that. I'm like, oh fuck that! Hey, listen, Johnny Knoxville, if you're listening at home. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. So it's 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 very telling about your mind, that. So when I, I wrote sad, lonely, scared on, on like a couple of them, really tell you about what's going on in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> exposed. Oh. I feel exposed. I, I, I wonder what some of the listeners put. Yeah, something filthy, I hope. I think if anyone, if anyone has their answers written down, like definitely 100%. Share it. We'll just keep it anonymous. Yeah. We'll read some a lot. But it's like, honestly, since I've done it, I'm like, I, I, the first thing I said to Tom when I landed him here was, I've got something for you, man. Because it's just, like, because I know what it means. So when you're saying, you're like, I want it to be, I want to, I want like a dog because it's obedience. And I was like, yeah, Hamish is definitely not so miss of that all, is he? Back like a dog, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You know, you made me. Also, I felt so awful when you said that for some reason. Like when you said, "Like, oh, that's what you want in a partner." I, was, I just was like, I just felt like I just sank in my chair when you said yeah. that. But, I mean, I don't know if this is accurate. I don't even know if it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a very vague test, isn't it? Because I could be like, Jack, how? Tell me if you close your eyes, how you feel sitting in that chair. Yeah, but I know. I know it's vague, but it's it's. Like to be fair, I walked the test. It's like a it's like a dumb test, you know what I mean? But it, you, I suppose you get answers from it however you want, really. The the if you think about the question of you're alone on an island naked and you can have whatever you want there, how does that make you feel? Like it, it's a bit of a you're already naked. You I know am, me. I yeah. You're, you're in your fun factory. The image I was having of me was like me. But like a much better looking version of me, <laughs> like walking down the beach like a cute little bum, right? Yeah, like a little what was his name? Coconut. <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah. He was like me, but like two point Yeah. And the funny thing about the orca, you know, I feel quite happy with the answer in the end. But it, it was it was fifty fifty between an orca and a penguin because I love penguins as well. Oh, I yeah, need penguins to. Penguins are loyal as well, and they're yeah. for life. And, and they're cute. But the other thing I love about them is that they waddle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that went down too well. Yeah, Chelsea, you're a very very lucky girl. Yeah. How many times have you watched Happy Feet, Tom? Um, happy feet. I got those happy feet. I'll safely say a few. Oh. Them documentaries, you know, where they're yeah. wild. And like the 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 mum gives birth to the the egg, 
<laughs> nice, can I? The, the mom gives gives birth. It shit something else. Let's call it an egg. Can I tell you one of the craziest stories about a penguin? Go on. So in like so I I I don't I don't know how true this is because these people were a lot older than me when this happened. Like at school, mm-hmm. it was one of those kind of things. But we had a one of the one of the kids who was like oh wait way older he had a brother who was like had really bad like autism and special needs and they took him to the zoo and he you know they went to the zoo him his his uh you know him and his brother and he's he also brought his mate along with him so the three of them go to the zoo now if you if you ever um, this is the second time i've given dubbo zoo a free endorsement but if you ever go they've got like an open thing anyway the 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 story was that uh he the little the autistic brother um really liked penguins and and they left the zoo that day and they're driving in the car going home and the brother the brother's bag starts wiggling around and he's like what the fuck and they unzip the thing and the fucking penguin is in a bag he stole a penguin (laughs) from the zoo so (laughs) so they're like freaking the fuck out the zoo's now shut so you can't like, what are you going to do? Like with this, so they have to take the penguin home and they take the penguin home and the brothers, like the older brother and his mate, they're like stoners and stuff like that. So they're like, they've filled up the bathtub and bought it like, like giving it sardines and stuff. And apparently they also had like KFC and were feeding the penguins. <laughs> but they're getting baked with a penguin in running around the room. Well, pe- penguins themselves are big stoners. <laughs> they are. They're always on the seaweed. Hey, hey come on. You know what? Don't man, like, I, 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 like, I don't believe it because it's the most ridiculous story ever. But, but you know, in Madagascar, like, I imagine the penguin walking out and be like, "Smile away, boys. Just smile away." But that's um, that. Are you sure that's not the start of? Is that the start of ET? Like, what? What's it's like? Yeah, it's it's genuinely like like a John Lewis. Christmas advert. Christmas advert. That's what it's like. Uh, but trademark, copyright, sorry. Uh, my IP. Sorry, don't worry. But the next morning, they did take it back. But this penguin, like, had had a, a, a night to remember. It's just one of those, like, legendary stories that we always heard as kids. Is, is the plot twist at the end that they take the penguin back and as they go in, one of the other little boys is swimming with the other penguins in the water. And the the zookeeper's like shrugging his shoulders like, I'm glad you brought him back because he's a crap penguin. Oswald. (laughs) Oswald, yeah. 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 Penguin. No, like, I like, I like, like, it's not true. No, it is true. I'm not buying it. There were photos that like, there was photos of this penguin, of them feeding the penguin KFC. So were they getting high with the penguin? Yeah. Man. So were they like on pills? Were they on pingus on ice? Come on! No, they were just like, they were just hotboxing the room with the penguin in it. Like, and, and trying to get the penguin secondhand stoned. Oh, yeah, they did. This is where Joe Rogan would say, Hey, Jamie, go can you get a penguin stoned? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I don't think they can. I'm gonna Google it. You, you can. I, I, I 
So I have, you ever, have you ever uh, accidentally got a dog sound, Hamish? Yeah, and a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs walking around doesn't know what to do with itself. <laughs> or obedient, uh, nonetheless. Who's done the test to see if penguins can get sound? I'm, I'm finding out. Who's done that test? Oh, you know what keeps happening? Oh, no, okay. I was typing stones instead of stones, so we were talking about penguins giving little yeah, pedals to each other. Oh, okay. You know what I'd love to do one day? If we ever went out to LA or something, I'd love to yeah. get like a big fish tank. And then on the bottom of the fish tank, we put like tubes on the bottom. Yeah. And then, then we like get absolutely cooked out of our heads and we're blowing in our things to see if we can get the like blowing smoke into the thing because we'll come up in bubbles and seeing if we can get the fish. Get some cool cap stones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guy. Um, well, piranhas have always got the munchies, haven't they, anyway? <laughs> Times now. Very good. Thank you. Timesnownews.com uh, responded to the question Can penguins get high? Scientists studying a group of penguins in Antarctica apparently got high off the fumes coming from the bird's poop. Oh, no. The scientists got high. Scientists <laughs> got high. You're high on your own supply. Uh, guys, um, as far as we know, there's not enough research done on the subject to be sure. If it. you are a zoologist and you're listening to this, we could make this a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. I don't want them to check. I wish I knew what the guy was doing to see if we'd get him on, but. You play here, man. One day I took a penguin home from work, man. Yeah. And then he started talking to my dog as well as my dog talks as well. It was you, English, your big stone, a shaggy looking bastard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man, man, uh, man. So, Hamish, uh, I'm going to talk about the man you love most in this world. I've been watching Elon Musk the return to space. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. It's I like I you, I don't feel amazing about billionaires or trillionaires. I I just you know I think mm, there's a little bit too much money and I, I I'm but I'm watching it mm. going yeah you get us back to space man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't solve world hunger, man. You gotta get us back to space, yeah. man. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm like I'm kind of in the Elon camp. At yeah. the minute, but I don't know how long we're in for. Man, I think you should be in the Elon camp. To be honest, like I read that paper that you gave that you sent me the other day, and there are yeah. like inaccuracy, like inaccurate details about 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 Elon Musk too. And I I I just think once in a while, man. There's, there's lots of billionaires in there that come from in the world that come from old money. And then there's people like Elon Musk that, that, that come along like, you know, every so often. And like, like imagine, you know, the, what this, what that fucking man has done in terms of going, well, you know, imagine, imagine saying to yourself, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start a car company and we're going to make electric cars. And then, like that's already a big statement and then going and doing it and then making that into a successful business model and like fucking he nearly easy. bankrupted himself. Like, you know, a couple of times in the start of the Tesla thing and, uh, and then, and then making it, making it a reality and also like then dedicating your like, you know, even if you just did that, 
that's a massive feat, right? You'd be remembered in the history books forever. But then the man goes on to like then figure out how to make like, you know, traffic in huge, huge metropolitan cities better and, and, and designs, a, designs a, 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 a machine that digs tunnels. And as it's digging, it turns the clay into compressed bricks and lays the bricks of inside the tunnel. And then you're like, fucking hell. And then the guy goes and, uh, and uh, goes and, you know, starts SpaceX and goes, okay, well, what's the, what's the one biggest problem with rockets is they're not reusable. So let's figure out how to reuse them. And then he fucking learns how to make them yeah, like, re-land. So that, that, that's, that's it, right? So literally, you know, like when, when a rocket's launched, yeah. Uh, so like that first stage breaks away and then blows up, right? And then, and and then it, it goes on, right? Yeah. But he's figured out a way, you know, like in, in like Star Wars, where spaceships land. Yeah. And like the arms come out and it lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He figured out how to do that. So like, and they literally will just put X's like in the desert and they'll fly this fucker up and land it on sixpence on the X. It's incredible. Like it's literally that in itself. So I can say, man, I'm watching it going, fuck yeah, Elon. Yeah. Get us the space, man. But like, you know. That guy has, uh, and you were saying, has like so much, you know, all the all the money under the sun and stuff like that. But that guy lives in a fucking shack. Yeah, but it, 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 it you know, the guy lives in, the, should have been in the shack. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it is, and it's next to his factory in Texas, like next to this huge factory that he mm-hmm. there spends most of his time in there, and and then goes to his little shack next door. I don't know, man. I just think he's a face guy away from being a James Bond villain. You know what I mean? No, I think the other one is, and I told you about that the other day, like the Jeff Bezos in the like of the world that are just like trying, yeah. you know, running, running like human labor out out of business and, and you know taking away jobs from people and just kind of building these models where it's just like you know it's really just creating a monopoly and driving people out of um you know jobs and stuff like that and then goes and spends his money on like huge super yachts and stuff where they have to like dismantle bridges and shit to put it in the water mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's a bit more but elon elon just seems to be a character man who 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 is like you know trying to make the world better in in many in many ways really like i i think of elon in the same in the same vein as i think of steve jobs do you know what I mean? Like somebody who just, who not only like just was really good at just rich, you know, obviously of having a vision and then executing it perfectly. You know what I mean? And just, just, you know, making cool shit. Yeah. Like they're all brilliant people, aren't they? Like, uh, like they might be brilliant people, but like they're fantastic at what they do. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like these guys, these guys are building empires. Like, no one has really considered, I think, well, maybe people they consider who are more educated on it, but no one really considered that you could get, like, thousands of small businesses that have a really small market, put them all into one big catalogue, essentially, under yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Where you can go into Amazon and type in rubber duck and... You get a stone penguin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there'll be some someone making rubber ducks in 
Shanghai or in Oslo, and you can get it. Yeah. And not only that, you can get it quick. Mm. Like I think that I think that's pretty amazing because I know I know people say about like Elon Musk, uh, you know, saying that you know he's got so much money, he's got so much money. Like instead of going to space and going to you know for space exploration, we should be spending the money on Earth and fixing world hunger. And I agree with that, but like at the same time, because of our exploration into space, we know more about our place here now. And yeah. then there's things like the MRI machine. Mm. That would never be have been invented if, if we ha- hadn't been to space. Mm. Yeah, and that saved like how, how many yeah, lives at the MRI? Yeah, saved. So you know, like it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit. But the only thing I don't like about Elon, and I know it's hard for me to say this about someone, is he, I just I, I can't get behind his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't get behind this guy's voice. So. I'm sorry, Elon. I feel like a... It's a personal letter. It does feel like a personal letter, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. He might be a really great guy. Yeah, I... Like... I like... There's no denying he's a brilliant guy. Like, like his mind... He, he, he operates different. Yeah. Like, he's wired different. Yeah. But I feel like... As a... As a human race, yeah, we are giving too much love and respect to someone because they've made a billion, right? And I, I'm, I'm of the belief that unless you're Paul McCartney, you know, you, you don't make a billion, you take a billion. And it's and, and look, some of these people, man. Richard Branson was asking for fucking handouts two years ago. That's yeah, look, five pounds off every person for version, and then the cunt built his own rocket to go to space. Like these people, like I just, yeah, but I, I don't. And then people are like, "Oh, bro, they brilliant," and they're like, "If they're not gods." Yeah, but the the difference the difference is what you what you, what you're saying there. I is like I agree with you, Jack, to mm. like a certain degree. Like if you said what a you know I, I agree with that. I think that you could put Bill Gates, you could put Warren Buffett, put a mm. bunch of a bunch of billionaires in that in that category that you're talking about. The difference the difference I think I think with Elon and the reason that I think that man warrants so much respect is just because. Like the, he's just taken on impossible fucking challenges and delivered mm. on them. Like, you know, yeah. just huge challenges that NASA couldn't even solve. Like yeah. state entities of like, you know, America, you know, oh, blaming yeah. to be the greatest country in the world. Their, their you know, their facility in NASA and, and also the Russians and the, and the Chinese couldn't figure out how to reuse rockets. And we're spending like billions and billions of dollars on that. And when 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 he first said and launched the launch Tesla and said like I'm going to make an electric car, it was laughed at, you know. And pump, pumped his pumped put all it was is like a roulette player and put it all on you know all on red, you know, and uh, for for Tesla and literally leveraged everything that, that he had for Tesla. And I and I don't think that he lives a you know like the fish and even the way that he goes about like media interactions, right? Like he goes and jumps on like you know, all these guys podcasts and stuff in the, you know, throughout the States and all around the world and stuff like that. And we'll have like two, two and a half hour conversations with them instead of going on like CNN and doing that very, like, you know, where the, where you, where you're scripted, 
you know, and have those kind of conversations that will go and he'll talk about anything that they want him to really talk about and drive the conversations. And like to, to, to a degree, like you've got to be, you know, and he like exposes a bunch of his, you know, stuff publicly about his, you know, vulnerabilities, things like that. But you, I just, I just give that man a lot of credit because you don't see any other billionaires doing that kind of stuff as well and mm. building that kind of personal relationships. You know what? Like I'll say, that I see him getting a lot of shit because he, he bought a stake in Twitter. I think that's the really, really, really clever thing that he did that. Wow. I think people that are shitting on him are, are silly in a way because it's the the whole the whole thing that even Elon came out and and when he was even on Rogan like two years ago and he was saying that the like it, the the fact that Twitter was silencing people and taking you know people's voices and and saying well you can't say that because it's not not aligned with with our narrative about how how we want to pursue the world Elon said well no because then we if you we start to silence people's opinions right you've got an opinion about something but you know it might not be a popular bit just like how we get some of our videos demonetized on youtube and stuff like that you know elon saying like well that can't be a thing right why are we why are we demonetizing things and what are the rules of this demonetizing Mm. bullshit right so he went out and he goes well if i buy if i buy a big stake of twitter then we can we can stop silencing people and then opening up the world for conversations because like a year ago, right? If we, we, yeah, did, but let did... me stop you, right? There's a lot of fucking idiots on Twitter, right? Because yeah. they've got Twitter, think their opinion matters on everything. They think they need an opinion on everything, right? That's, the cancel culture thing is a, is a very real thing, right? And what you get is you get people with fucking cartoon characters as their Twitter profile pictures, just shitting on things, saying horrible things. And, and I, I like, the free speech thing, yeah, 100% I agree with it. But I think, I, 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 if he was like, right, I'm going I'm to buy this interest, I'm going to buy this stake in Twitter. From now on, there's a verification thing for Twitter. That's that's exactly like, what he's put in. It, it's like with Instagram, you know, uh, football players getting racially abused. You should know who that fucker is. Well, well, this is this is. To go on the internet and say it, we should know who we are. Well, Elon actually spoke about that and put out us and and explained that as well. Like the thing is, is is what what's happening with Twitter now is like and and even Facebook and and like chat forums like um like Reddit and stuff like that is is there's like state state controlled uh like bots now run by ai and you see it now where where you'll see like even on facebook and stuff you'll see like these dodgy accounts with like photos and stuff like that but they're constantly putting out tweets and stuff to an agenda right they're run by run by bots you know like you know just creating just creating mass 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 divide and stuff like that so elon elon put this 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 uh this thing of verification towards the twitter board the other day which said that now on twitter you can you can pay for the blue tick right you can mm-hmm. you can just buy the blue tick and if people buy the blue tick right you know and which a lot of fucking people will buy the blue tick and that's also good for because it's not a i don't think it even has a you know the biggest stake in twitter like twitter's still a public company there's still a lot of other people on it but twitter yeah, he's, he's twitter's, got the biggest private stake you know twitter's uh stock price was falling and um elon said well if people buy verification you know like people can't be running bot farms because it'll be too expensive 
it'll be too expensive if they've got to spend hundreds of dollars on every single one of those accounts. Mm. So therefore by doing that, then it'll just, it'll, it'll just clean that shit up anyway. So those accounts that then won't be verified, it'll be like, you know, don't listen. They're not, they're not real. And it'll just, it'll just kind of clean, clean up that, 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 that space. I think like, I think that's like a really good point because like we talk about these billionaires, we talk about, you know, Buffett and Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and, you know, I think we talk about the, the power and influence that they have and the money that they spend and what they're doing with their money and everything and sort of the truth is, is that we're dealt a hand as the general public that we sort of we sort of have to trust them because yeah. these people are essentially as powerful as governments. Yeah. And for example, if Elon Musk came out and criticized the COVID vaccine jabs publicly, it would be devastating for those jabs. Yeah. Because what he says is important. People people so listen. Yeah. People listen to what he says, and to be honest, I don't read, I don't follow Elon Musk on social media, anything like that. I don't watch any of his videos. But if Elon Musk, with all of his information, came out and said something like that, I would listen. Yeah. Or at least consider what he's saying. Yeah. And I think we have to have a level of sort of hope and trust that what these people are doing with all this money is beneficial for us. Yeah, because I think, I think is, all right, so, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people kicking off about um, buying this interest, well, the stake in Twitter, and he's, he's looking to buy all of Twitter now. Yeah. Um, and saying, you know, it's wrong, you know, that a billionaire is going to buy it and turn it into this thing. But that's what the press is. Yeah, exactly. You know that's, I mean? that's, that's that's why I just see this as a that's whole... What, that's what Scandals. Rupert Murdoch does. And he decides British elections. He yeah, decides literally. American elections. Yeah. Whoever, he, whoever his paper goes with, and that's every day, that newspaper, the biggest national newspaper, boom, boom, boom. The biggest in Britain, we have Sky, uh, over here, Fox Out, the only problem. If those companies actively backing a candidate or a party, they win. It yeah. happens. And so it, it's so people can say not Elon buying Twitter. No, and it's like wait until you hear about the rest of the world. Yeah. Man, I think I this th this gets decided anyway. I think the policies that he put forward and the and the and the and the conversations that like you can go find that he that he's had publicly and and been and and also opened himself up to like like you know just answering questions and being thrown questions against like you know where 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 you know it doesn't seem scripted at all and like his explanation of why why he bought Twitter. It, it doesn't even seem like a profit driven thing, to be honest, because like Twitter's Twitter's like market shares going down the going down the fucking drain. It just seems like him trying to reach out and 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 really because I think Elon comes from a background of you know of of science and you know is hugely interested in like engineering and physics and stuff like that. And also just understands that like if if you if you close down people, you know, debating and, and expressing different kind of ideas 
then you then you slow down human development and advancements and stuff like that because every scientist that's in you you know in textbooks and stuff like that was outcasted to you know in their time period and now they're remembered as legends like you know i was just watching the thing the other day when we were having the conversation about like albert einstein you know they want they wanted to throw albert einstein out of university originally because he was just he was just cha- challenging ideas and they thought of him as a radical and then you know um the the fellow that you were to, you know we're talking about that built the light bulb thomas edison you know as well like and and then you can go back and have a look at galileo and people like that and and you know just see that they were all conceived as radicals and and then you know over time their ideas were challenged and turns out they were right yeah but one thing to remember with you know each of those figures you just mentioned that is they all had dates in their past and they all like i, I don't know einstein but definitely edison edison had some risque beliefs about disabled people uh was it who invented the telephone that was in the bell uh, well do you reckon he didn't he made the first call okay so his thing about it was how deaf people should be cut off from the rest of the world so his idea about the telephone was that well this this does seclude them you know what i mean i i think and like what what will be interesting is how history remembers Branson, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, um, you know, all all of these people. When I said Steve Jobs, then Siri started talking to me. <laughs> He's still with us. Yeah, how how history remembers them and whether it's just the good they do or the bad they do. But I think we'll come back to this next week, Hamish, because I feel like that's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. One and it's given me a little bit to think about, Tom. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like there's so much we could talk about, like with NFTs and the way things are changing now with Bitcoin and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Just, Tom, you know, can we just just time will soon, Tom? Well, can we? Can I just ask quickly? Can we just keep this going for an extra couple of minutes, Jack? Yeah. I just want to ask Tom. I just want to ask what what's your take on this whole world of cryptocurrency and uh, NFTs and you know. Yeah, um, well, I mean, <laughs> I haven't got any actual cash, uh, but, it, you know, look, if, if, if there's anybody in crypto, if, if there's anybody in crypto <laughs> um, but look, like, I think, I don't know too much about it all, I'm not, you know, I'm not like an economist or anything like that, I can barely say it, definitely can't spell it, but um, I would invest in in those things um if i was looking to make an investment this the, like nfts like from what i understand about nfts um it looks like it it will be more in my sort of strata and um, sort of looking into to buying into, into some art and things like that but look like i think we've been off the gold standards for a long time we're basically deciding what currency we want to print from what i understand someone out there will be screaming now saying you're absolutely wrong so what's the difference? Yeah. What's the, what's the difference? Especially especially with your money, you don't get paid in cash. Your money goes onto a computer screen anyway and it sits there yeah. on a computer screen and everything's electronic anyway. I think I think the big thing for people is security. Yeah. Like like, you know, if 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 you're in the United States, you know, the federal bank 
where the Federal Reserve is, is God, isn't it, for you, essentially? You know, basically confirms that the money you have in your pocket is worth something. And I think people people have a lot of fear about the security of, of Bitcoin, but and, and not just Bitcoin, but all the others. But, like, I don't know what you aim for. Like, I think that's just the way it's, it's going to continue to go. And when yeah. you see companies like Google investing in it, you think, these people aren't soft. Mm. These people are not soft. These people are intelligent business people who've built one of the biggest companies in the world. They would not invest in this stuff unless they believed in it. So, you know, it's good enough for Google. Yeah, the, uh, look. It's good enough for Google. It's good enough for me. I typed something in. It said, did you mean cryptocurrency is great? People not to bed. I think this would like this would turn into the the final statement. But the thing I think about it really is like, you know, I think I think it is a it is a good thing. And the first time I heard about cryptocurrency, it was from you know people trying to do nefarious things on the internet, like originally on the you know on those dark web browsers oh, trying to get illegal parcels sent over to them. Yeah. Um, but since then, it just seems to be like a like a like a form of currency that 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 you know seems to be decentralized but now it's getting centralized so uh, i think i think it's a good thing and i think really tom the older i get the more i realize that like any new thing that comes along if like offers some kind of opportunity do you know what i mean like it's you know if if you kind of if you research that and you're part of that niche then then you know and it, and it starts to build a bit of momentum well you know those people always seem to get you know you know we were having a conversation the other day jack about people that jumped on tiktok early yeah they're yeah. fucking killing it and it's like you know you just got to kind of it's just made me really open-minded towards the future i think yeah. i'm just going okay get on get on these new things early when everyone's saying that yeah, you're it's never changing well man it's just you know it's and like I said before, time will tell. You know what I mean? Like it's the crypto thing. I one of my friends put a lot of money into that. I can't remember what coin it was, but and it's it's drops considerably. He's like, yeah, but if it goes up, I'll get three hundred thousand or whatever yeah. he said. I'm like, if if if. if. And that's I the problem. Does, like, there's too many. I'll get plenty of money. I'll get like beers out of But Hamish, I feel like that's a podcast. It is. I want to thank Tom for coming in. Thank you, Tom. Tom for sitting next to me in Perth. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Two weeks on the bounce. Yeah, that's good. We're going to get rid of him for a, for a while. Yeah. Maybe you come back once a month or something like that. You guys need a yeah. break. Sick looking out. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks, Amos. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, and thanks, Tom. Everyone check out Tom's podcast. Tom, you want to tell us about the podcast again? Yeah, so new podcast coming out. It's called The Unofficial Survival Guide to Show Business. Uh, so uh, myself and Cameron Boxall, uh, we are going to be interviewing people um, from uh, theatre, TV, music, film, uh, dance, and we're going to be speaking to these people about how they survived and thrived in their industry. So it's, you know, it's nice, light-hearted pod. Um, it's a bit of a chit chat, but you know, we're hoping to help people who want to break into these industries. Yeah. Uh, so at Showbiz Guides, give yeah. us a call. Yeah. And what's your what's your Instagram, Tom? Uh, I think it's Tom. Thomas <laughs> underscore David underscore Hughes. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, give him a follow anyway. You'll you find him on mine. You can do. I just post. <laughs> uh, 
Doing what they do. It's Monday. 